Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, it's a Friday night as we're recording this. I got a drink of water. There's no ice in there, but it's, you know, Same. In, in, Cheers. in tune with uh, Sophia Coppola's On the Rocks. Yeah, I should have got a glass of whiskey or something. Um, on the rocks but yes today we are reviewing Sophia Coppola's on the rocks starring Bill Murray Rashida Jones and Marlon Wayans as well as a few others um, Jenny Slate's in there uh, Jessica Henwick Barbara Bain all your um, favorites all your favorites I mean I do like Jenny Slate quite a bit whenever she pops up in things uh, but yes Eric uh, what is on the rocks well Matt I think we have to look back before we go forward you know in in, in a way because you know this is this is an exciting movie and an anticipated film in some regards because lost in translation which was 17 years ago wow um, you know that was a collaboration between Bill Murray and Sofia Coppola one of which, earned Bill Murray his only Oscar nomination and Sofia Coppola an original screenplay Oscar and was the film that is that she's been kind of living in the shadow of since um she's made many other movies whether it be the beguiled remake or somewhere but this lost in translation has always kind of been the film that she's been chasing weirdly um yeah. so her reteaming with Bill Murray is kind of a big deal um, overall, this is a very kind of light, easygoing father daughter kind of hangout movie with uh, Rashida Jones playing a woman who has kind of fallen into a routine in life and feels that maybe she's boring or not as interesting as she once was before having kids and having commitments and, you know, writing this book that she's you know, basically struggling to find a, a creative uh, outlet on. She has writer's block and she begins to suspect that her husband played by Marlon Wayans might be having an affair. She tells her father, her father played by the one and only Bill Murray, who is a uh, former art curator, a retired art curator. A dealer, a I dealer. think. Right? Well, he he had his own um, gallery, gallery as well, but, he yeah. was, but he's retired now, basically, and he just kind of does stuff independently speaking um, and right, for right. personal collections and, and things like that. Um, and he is kind of your you know, typical, uh, you know, 1950s kind of male kind of, uh, long-term bachelor type who always flirts with women. He can't settle down, but he's also a lot of fun. They kind of team up and sort of begin spying on Marlon Wayans's character to see if he is actually having an affair and shenanigans ensue. Yeah. Um, I had fun with this. Um, I, uh, Again, I'm a big fan of Lost in Translation. Haven't watched it in a while. But yeah, I, I'd agree with you that Coppola, I, I haven't, I've been hit or miss with her since that movie, right? And I, I didn't care for The Beguiled all that much. Um, trying to think of Bling Ring. I don't even know if I've seen all the way through and and somewhere Mary Antoinette like just aren't really my thing. So I do like the Virgin Suicides quite a bit, actually, but it's also been a while since I, I've seen it. But no, I had fun with this. Um, I think my biggest, I guess, criticism is that it's just kind of slight. Like I feel like while it's 
it, it was enjoyable for its, you know, moderate runtime. It's pretty short, um, which is great. Um, I, I had fun with it. I like seeing Bill Murray kind of play a bill murray type character and just kind of hang out with him and and i think rashida jones is great um uh and just like yeah it's kind of a caper and a little bit of of them going on these ridiculous kind of you know scoping missions stakeouts and 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 spying and and it, it gets a little silly at times but um, I don't know. And then I also found it kind of relatable, right? Like, I don't think I'm, I'm necessarily at the point in, in, in my life as, you know, uh, Rashida Jones and Marlon Wayans are in, in this movie, but I think anyone in a, you know, long-term relationship can kind of, you know, you have your, your highs and your lows and, and it's kind of a midlife crisis kind of thing in the sense of doubting your relationship and, and your partner and, and, and things like that. And I think that stuff is kind of natural. And, and mind you, the only other thing that kind of took me out was I don't think Marlon Wayans is super great. And I was never sure if the movie's so kind of obvious in how they're trying to portray that character that I feel like his either the the dialogue he's given or how he kind of uh, projects it is just kind of it feels hokey or he feels like the weakest actor of the bunch throughout the whole time. I don't know if you felt the same, but like I just felt like anytime he was doing anything, I'm like the way this is written or the way that he's actually delivering it just feels like off or just feels like a little bit too over the top or a little bit too like, Hey, I'm, I'm delivering lines right now. So I, he took me out of it and I think the movie's a little predictable and kind of where it goes and, and what it ultimately um, is saying, but I, I had fun with it and I think that's what I'll remember. And it was like, I, it's a movie I would pretty much suggest to anyone, whether you probably suggest to watch on Apple TV when it drops, you know, next Friday. But um, yeah, I think my only thing is that it's probably kind of forgettable and, and uh, I don't, uh, but I just like seeing Bill Murray and hanging out with him and the relationship between him and Rashida Jones, I think is sweet. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you, you basically said. Um, I think, you know, just getting to spend a little bit of time kind of hanging out with Bill Murray and wishing he was your dad is, is kind of like, yeah. you know, I mean, he's not a great dad, no, but, no, no, he was, but he's, he's fun. fun to hang out but with. There yeah. is something there emotionally speaking that he is I a think good dad. I, yeah, it's co- more complex. Yeah. yeah. Like the idea that, you know, he is trying to help his, his, you know, daughter and he loves his grandkids as well. And, but he does so in his way, you know, like he's, you know, one of those guys that is always, um, you know, cautious and suspicious of people, especially when it comes to relationships. And that reflects on his own life being someone who, you know, hasn't really settled down and has had an affair. And that sort of is kind of a, a, a bit of contention there with him and, and, and his daughter. And so I think that that stuff actually is the strongest aspect of the movie. I do agree with you. Like the actual kind of beats of the film are pretty predictable when it comes to where the plot is going and the reveals and ultimately where the story ends up. I didn't, you know, dislike Marlon Wayans in the movie or he never took me out of the film, but I do agree that like, his character is written in a way that he's supposed to kind of be a red herring slash, yeah, you know, and that's what I didn't really like. Yeah. Where, you know, like the character is, you know, 
one way, but you know, you're supposed to see it from the perspective of Rashida Jones, who is having these doubts. So she is looking from it from a point of view of, okay, well, you know, these things seem a little <clears throat> bit off to me. So maybe this character is off because it's again, you know, written from her perspective. That's fair. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Every time they'd give you those beats of her kind of doubting him and the way that he would come back at her just felt like, I don't know like forced or just it didn't feel natural the dialogue like and even like him talking about his job and things like that it seemed like someone like when he's talking the way that he would go back with her i'm like i don't like i could understand why she would think he was cheating on her but like the way that he's kind of saying these things i'm like ah this just doesn't sound like this is how he would say these things to her or how he would react to her no matter especially where the movie ends up or even if he was cheating on her like Oh, sorry. I kind of, I should put a spoiler warning. (laughs) Right. Um, But if he was or wasn't. Was or wasn't. Question mark. Um, Anyways, but like, I don't think the movie's about that. It is very much about this father-daughter relationship and just kind of, you know, relationships in general, I think. Um, But the way that that character's written and you alluded to it and I kind of just spoiled it, but like, I just... um, I don't know. I just felt like he wouldn't react this way. And the way that he's like talking about, I've been to those parties cause he works at an agency and I, and he were, he started his own marketing agency and things like that. And the, the terms, especially cause I'm working in that world, like the way that he gets in the car and he's talking about ROI and like the social uh, strategy and all this shit. I'm just like, ugh, this, I don't, I, was, so I, that, I think too. that's more personal to you, but I understand that. I understand also, that on top of that. I'm just saying the way that he he's delivering that kind of stuff or the way when she's snooping in his phone or seeing the thing in his bag and stuff like that. Like every time she had an interaction with him where he was kind of defending himself, it kind of just felt like weirdly off to me. Like that's just not, and that's what took me out of it. And I don't know if he, like, I think I like Marlon Wayans, but I just something in here and he kept taking me out of it every time Rashida Jones would interact with him. And then it made me kind of just not care all that much about, you know, what ultimately happens. But I think the movie is very much about the father daughter relationship. And like I said, just relationships in general and, and whether it's marriage or, you know, family, uh, other family and things like that. Like, I think the movie, it's not saying anything super deep or something that you haven't seen before. But again, I just, I do like hanging out with these characters and I think they have good chemistry. And I mean, Bill Murray's playing himself essentially. Yeah, but and like, it's charming as hell. And yeah. and it kind of plays like Sofia Coppola is tapping into like the 1930s screwball comedy, but instead of having it as a yes, you know, romantic exactly. couple, it's a father and daughter who are kind of, you know, living it up in New York and hanging out and having a good time while they do this because they obviously, you know, their lives, her life has become, you know, she's become more responsible and grown up as, as time has gone on. And he is kind of in this weird, almost arrested development state of, you know, being, you know, a, a a long-term confirmed bachelor type who is basically always, you know, flirting with any woman he sees but also just kind of not taking anything seriously and when you know this opportunity comes to um you know a a, you know a chance for them to kind of hang out it feels like this is the one time in his life where he can finally like you know get to be sort of a part of his daughter's life again in a way that maybe he hasn't been since 
she was a child and that it kind of is how the movie kicks off where you hear you know this this voiceover with bill murray and a younger version of rashida jones's mm-hmm. character sort of talking and that like you know he's worried about her getting married and that kind of stuff and and i think that all that is is a lot of fun and and um like even just like the awkward interactions between you know little conversations or you know interactions with people whether it be at that office party where you know she's left to talk to two of those people and i've been in that situation too that when we were watching it i turned to nevis and i'm like i've been at this party before and i've been in that exact where you want to kind of get out of it or you kind of want to like it ends but you don't want to be rude but at the same time it's like how do i get out of this and and there's no easy way to do it and you just are like hope waiting for like some announcement to be made so that way you can just kind of like get out of there that's why when i go to parties now i just sit in a corner and i'm like you come to me if you want to come if you want to talk to me you'll come my way because i don't want to be put in any situation where i have to stand with someone i do not want to talk to and i'm not trying to be an asshole but i think and i don't take offense to anyone who doesn't want to talk to me i'm like i don't know you i don't want to i don't want to have small talk about like what you do at this office i'm like i don't care i'll never talk to you again right and i'm like or or if we if I know that we will hit it off. That'll just happen naturally because we'll be in a natural conversation. But yeah, I liked those kind of moments too. Yeah, and and like the stuff with with Jenny Slate, who's in a small role, and I can see a lot of <laughs> that's people, good. Yeah, I can see a lot of people being like it's distracting because people you know know who Jenny Slate is at least you know in the indie scene and stuff like that. But I think she's perfectly cast in that kind of role where it's like you have the character who you know is living this kind of like just over the top life this ridiculous life and every time she has a conversation with Rashida Jones you know when dropping off uh their kids to school it's like are you kidding me with this like this is like ridiculous like I have real things to worry about not this like weird sort of like romance of of life that you're having with like you know these these guys in these ridiculous situations that you're in um yeah I I think that's what the movie does best is those relatable situations and and that you, like you said that kind of slapstick sort of humor not yeah, slapstick screwball per comedy se. screwball yeah um and 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 I think it like does that in a modern way that I think is really interesting and that keeps the movie super enjoyable and I think even if we were maybe you know five to ten years older I think we would might even enjoy this even more like if you were in the situation of having kids and, and being married for a little while and going through those situations of probably like I mean I've dealt with certain things like this and I don't have two kids that and I have a woman that you'll see only every day when you drop off your kids who's telling you a, a fraction of a story that gets told over months or weeks or or years even because it's just this woman you know from this thing and i'm like i feel like if i was the same age as these characters i think i would have even loved this movie more but i still enjoyed it thoroughly i just i i think it will slip away from my memory um the further i get away from it like i don't know if it's yeah, like after would... a night of drinking you know you have you yeah, have a couple yeah. of whiskeys you're enjoying yourself you're having a good time but then, you know, the next day you wake up with a bit of a hangover, you have some water, and then you move on, you know, like that's yeah. and that's it. And you, you'll remember it fondly, but it's not anything major in Sofia Coppola's career. And it does not hold, you know, the same sort of um, mantle next to something like Lost in Translation, which is, I think, in my opinion, her her best film and masterpiece in, in her career and one of the best movies of the uh, the the 2000s so you know like if you're expecting that level of filmmaking or you know kind of 
insight into, you know, loneliness and, you know, sort of just hanging out with characters, you're not necessarily going to get that. But if you're looking for something that is kind of fun and light, and especially right now, like I was very envious of them just going, you know, from restaurant to restaurant and interacting with people. It was something I kind of weirdly, you know, missed while watching it. It felt almost like a relic of the past. Yes. Like that New York, like, again, we've been to New York a few times. I loved going with Nevis as well. And I, I do really love that city. And, and, um, just the New York restaurant vibe, like even when they're in there for that awkward kind of birthday dinner with the in the super loud restaurant kind of thing, like I, I've had those moments. And yeah, it did make me miss, you know, ordering a cocktail at, you know, a, a, a nice cocktail bar or like, yeah, I, I like that jumping around from location to location. The interaction with the police officers, I thought that's was funny something and I want to talk about, though. Uh, that's yeah. the one thing I found a little bit awkward just of. of what is going on now with the political and social climate, especially because you have an older white guy who's getting out of away. Maybe that's the commentary. (laughs) It it might be, but I also feel that again, Sofia Coppola, the biggest criticism that always comes with her movies is that she is coming from a place of privilege. And usually most of the time her characters are white in a place of that, (laughs) you know, uh, high class characters right so yeah you have you know a little bit of a change up here but at the same time it kind of felt like that's where it was coming through a little bit yeah and i think that's what i mean by the movie isn't a heavy hitter in any sense of what it's trying to say or do and no, i keep going back to the substance to the no, film the, yeah i keep going back to you made a great point with the screwball thing of even that moment is not thinking about today's political climate or even how it's almost like it's in a little bubble or or something privilege which i'm sure she is and i i don't in this sense i i don't think she needs to tackle that kind of stuff in this movie but i could see why that comes across as kind of like i I thought it was a funny moment of him just bill murray being charming and getting out of things but i i totally see what you're saying and obviously this would have been shot before all of this but not saying that that stuff wasn't happening and right. anything anyways. But, no, I, but I um, agree with you as well. I think the scene still works because it's Bill Murray doing that. And it kind of, again, it shows you how both Bill Murray and the character operate in life and how they kind of like exactly. fly by the seat of their pants. And they're kind of like, like coasting on their charm. And, and again, Bill Murray is amazing in that scene and like how he kind of handles it. And it's, he's one of, he's one of those guys that, you know, he makes you like watching him in a scene. He's, he's one of those people that makes you feel like you're the only person in the room when he's talking to you. Yeah. And like, yeah. if you know, like when watching that movie, it's like, you kind of get envious of anybody else that's having a scene with him because it's like, it's like, man, I wish I could hang out with Bill Murray and you hear those and stories. A, yes, exactly. Everyone's got a Bill Murray story. A lot of them in Toronto and just around everywhere. And he just like, and I think that's why he's so fun to watch. And, and yeah. And I guess another criticism is that the movie it, doesn't have that kind of emotional weight to it or that substance to it because there's even a moment later in the movie where you know there's some tension between you know Rashida Jones and Bill Murray and while I like that moment I don't think it really gets too deep into it and even the way that that's kind of handled at the end goes back to the just kind of like well okay yeah (laughs) like he's so charming it's just like and that's how he's gotten through his whole life where the movie could have dug a little bit deeper into some of those themes and into you know that character a bit more but Again, I think she's accomplishing what she sets out to do is just kind of have a, you know, a fun caper kind of movie that 
focuses on some real life, you know, couples caper, if uh, you will. Yeah, there you go. Uh, some real life issues that a lot of people in that time of their life probably go through. So it's like this relatable kind of, yeah, couples caper, like you said. And and I think that she accomplishes what she kind of sets out to do. And I enjoyed it. But like I said, I'll probably, you know, will I remember it by doing my best of the year list at the end of the year? Maybe this year because it's a strange one, but um, I think it's a good year for it to come out, I guess. But it's a kind of self indulgence that I can kind of, you know, uh, enjoy a little bit because of everything that's going on now. And, And again, I think it has such a light touch that it ultimately does work. I just think that the film itself, like if you're looking for, you know, that level of collaboration between Sophia Coppola and Bill Murray, you know, that they had with Lost in Translation, you're not going to get it, but you're still going to get an enjoyable kind of, you know, easy to sort of, you know, swallow kind of, um, you know, uh, alcoholic beverage, a liqueur, (laughs) you know, if you will. I'd agree with that. So I'm going to give it a, a three and a half out of five. I will also give it a three and a half out of five. Look at us. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, On the Rocks will be, it's now playing in cinemas, in certain cinemas uh, in Canada and the US, I believe. Um, that being said, uh, our recommendation of this movie is no means a recommendation to go out to your closest cinema. I think Eric and I are on the same page right now that we would highly suggest depending on where you are that you probably stay away from movie theaters as hard as that is to do. Um, we love going to the movies. We haven't gone since we saw Tenet and new mutant new mutants where cases were basically zero in our region. Um, we haven't gone back because cases are, you know, getting higher and higher in our region. So please just do your research. Um, it is coming to Apple TV uh, plus uh, next Friday, the 23rd, 23rd of October. Um, so, yeah. So if you have an Apple TV plus uh, subscription, you'll be able to watch it there, um, which I, I, I think that Apple TV plus has, we kind of made fun of it when it first launched, but I think they're slowly putting together a pretty solid lineup of things for a pretty moderate price for like, I think it's like $6 a month or something in the U S and maybe a little bit more here. Yeah. And this is the um, second film with a 24 that they've teamed up with after yeah. boys state. So yeah. And both have been, um, I think definitely worth uh, worth your money and worth the watch. And uh, I will say, like it's it'll be in Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos on Apple TV Plus. So I think that's probably the best place to see it. So uh, if you can wait a week, I hope I kind of spoiled it if you're listening to it before that. Um, but I mean, it's that's not, not it's the, not like a big really, kind of revelation. Anyway, you would have seen yeah. it from a mile away. Anyway, like if so, Nick Fury showed um, up at the end of On the Rocks and recruited Bill Murray, that would be <laughs> like a spoiler, yeah. you know? No, I mean when we talked about the movie being predictable, that was one of the things. That's why I just blurted it out. Like it was like obvious. No, it doesn't it, really it change the dynamic between the characters or Which what the what film the is going for. Yeah, the film isn't ultimately about you know if she can figure this out or not. It's about the journey. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anyways, thank you all for listening. Uh, We got other reviews uh, right now for movies like Black Bear, uh, The 40-Year-Old Version, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and much, much more. So please go check out all of our reviews over here on Untitled Movie Reviews. We'd really appreciate it. Um, We also have two more podcasts we'd love for you guys to go subscribe to. Uh, The Untitled Movie Podcast is our flagship show where Eric and I get together and uh, shoot the shit about the entertainment industry and, you know, 
what we've been up to and what we've been watching and things like that. So we'd love for you guys to go over there as well as untitled movie conversations, which is our interview show, which we hope we get back up and running very, very soon. But our most recent episode is with Jay Wadley, who is the composer for Charlie Kaufman's I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix. So if you haven't checked that out, it's a great conversation. Uh, we implore you to do so. Uh, if you have a couple seconds, uh, rate and review uh, that trilogy of pod- podcasts. We really, really appreciate that. It helps us get in front of more ears. Um, so if you have just a couple seconds, just hit that five stars or thumbs up or whatever your podcast service of choice uh, uses as a rating system. Uh, you can follow us at untitled underscore cast on all of those social medias. And as always, my name's Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet uh like my most recent appearance on rogers tv's cinema scene uh wonder how you snag that role (laughs) yeah um i'm gonna make an inappropriate joke but i won't um and uh you know mostly here at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all of those social medias at matt rorabeck Yes, and I'm Eric March, and you for more of my video reviews and uh, the regular show of Cinema Scene, which Matt is a guest on the latest one. You can go to rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and follow me on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Here's to you, Bill.